We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, January the 10th, 2020. On today's show, I break down South Carolina's road trip to Knoxville, Tennessee, as the Gamecocks take on the Tennessee Volunteers at Thompson Bowling Arena. I'll give my top storylines, players to watch for Tennessee, keys to the game, my prediction, and much, much more. Also, some news and notes to go over, including Paul Jackson, the new strength coach, being introduced at a press conference. Joe Cox coming on to the Gamecock staff as the tight ends coach. Some rearrangements, some reshuffling in the coaching staff, and much more there as well. Also, your listener questions, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit specializes in land financing and has been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They have a ton of great benefits, including long-term fixed rate financing for up to 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. They're a cooperative, so they share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at 6.5% for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year. They have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance. So guys, it is the new year. A lot of us this year are going to be doing a lot of things, making a lot of big time life decisions, whether that's getting married, maybe you are buying your first home, maybe you're building your first home, you're buying a plot of land. Whenever you're doing something like that, you want to make sure you've got the best team surrounding you, the best people in your corner, people that are going to make you feel comfortable about that situation. Ag South Farm Credit, they are that lender. They are those people. They take care of their customers. They look out for their clients. They are that lender to go for whenever you're looking at land, getting a house, building a house, whatever it may be. Ag South Farm Credit is the way to go. One of the questions they get asked most is somebody will come in, you know, their family or maybe an individual, they're wanting to buy some land. They want to know what the options are on land loans, right? Because a lot of people have not worked in land loans, don't know a lot about land loans. So Ag South Farm Credit, they offer everything commercial banks offer, like balloon loans, but they also offer longer term fixed rate loans. So instead of a balloon loan where your interest rate expires and you risk your rate increasing, a fixed rate can never go up, but it can be lowered if the market allows. That's a big thing. It can never go up, but it can go down, which is awesome. Normally it's the other way around. The type of loan you get depends on how fast you want to pay it off and what you think your future cash flow is going to be like. So if you want more information on the type of land loans they offer, anything else regarding Ag South Farm Credit, give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, or visit their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. That's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C.com 
slash TSUS, Ag South and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 619788. So again, their website, agsouthfc.com slash TSUS, or give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right, let's get into it. Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Happy Friday. It's finally Friday. We're at the end of the week. It's time to talk some Gamecocks basketball, a big one this upcoming weekend, South Carolina, traveling to Knoxville, Tennessee. Hope you're all enjoying your Friday. Hope everyone has a great Friday. You know, it's funny. When I worked in the corporate world, we actually got out at 3 o'clock on Friday, which was amazing. So I hope for you all that you're also getting out early. Hope today is not too bad. Again, it's the end of the week. Um, everybody, it's funny. I feel like people are still battling the holiday hangover. Like I was literally talking to a couple of friends of mine. They're like, yeah, I just came back to work this week, like this Wednesday. And I'm like, how have you been off that long? Like who gives you off that much time? But either way, we're all kind of getting back in the groove of things. January is a funny month for everyone, but uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Listening as always got a packed show. Like I said, South Carolina traveling to Tennessee, looking to get off the schneid, looking to get their first conference win. If they're going to do so, though, it ought to be on the road in Knoxville. Gamecocks travel there playing in Thompson Bowling Arena, one of the craziest arenas, by the way, in the SEC. It's like an airplane hangar in there. I mean, it's huge, humongous arena. Um, One o'clock tip on SEC Network. Let's dive right into it first. Let's talk a little bit about Tennessee. The Volunteers, 9-5, overall in the conference. Um, a really proud program, obviously. Rick Barnes, the head coach, has done a phenomenal job there coaching up this Tennessee program. And they have great support. I mean, you should expect – I know most people will be watching this game on TV as live, but you should expect a really, really good crowd from Tennessee. This is a fan base that shows up, loves its basketball. We all know the tradition with Pat Summit and the women's basketball program, but this is a, a fan base that really, really has embraced basketball in Knoxville. Um, as far as their shooting, their stats, they shoot 43% from the field, 33% from three-point range. They actually hold their opponents. I thought this stat was interesting. They hold their opponents to under 60 points per game. So a really, really good defensive team that Rick Barnes has as well. Um, let's dive in the top storylines. Obviously, I just mentioned it. The SEC road opener, you know, we talked about with the Florida game how important it is to win your home games you have in conference because, and this is why, because you're going to have to go to a hella tough SEC environment when you go Saturday to Knoxville, like I said, Thompson Bowling Arena. Um, I'm curious to see how the Gamecocks react to it. Obviously, there's some youngsters, some young guys that haven't seen an environment like this. Most of the guys on South Carolina's roster have. But you always wonder, how's your team going to react? How's your team going to play on the road? I think it'll be really interesting to watch just to see how South Carolina either embraces the challenge of it or – crumbles under the adversity I I don't think they will I think they'll show up ready to play but it's just always different when you go on the road it's always different I'm curious to see how this specific Gamecocks team uh, reacts to their SEC road opener simply put another big storyline and probably the top one really is just can South Carolina find a way to bounce back you know obviously you know the lead storyline unfortunately and I said this on social media that was unfortunate but the lead storyline coming out of Tuesday night's loss to Florida was Frank Martin and his on-court antics and the shoving thing whatever however you feel about it forget about it this team needs to find a way to bounce back it's got to bounce back in a hurry because you're already at 0 and 1 in the SEC your 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 tournament hopes are looking slim to none if you lose to Tennessee you got Kentucky on Wednesday 
this thing can get out of control in a hurry. So South Carolina needs a big-time bounce-back game. They need to go on the road, get a big win. You know, it, it's just – it's one of those things. I'll be curious, you know, even if South Carolina loses on Saturday – or, excuse me, tomorrow, I'll be curious to see just how this team shows up and how do they play. You know what I mean? Like, do we see a team come out inspired, ready to go, playing tough up and down the floor? Or do we see a team that's uninspired, that looks beaten, that's hanging its head, that, you know, it lets that Florida loss beat itself twice? I mean, I'll be very curious to see just what the uh, what the MO of the team is. Um, you know, and how these guys respond and how they react. Because, again, you're, you're close. You're on the verge. I mean, again, if you lose to Tennessee and then you lose to Kentucky, you're sitting at 0-3 in the damn conference. I mean, you are staring at a potentially disastrous start to SEC play. I mean, because you got to go to Texas A&M and to Auburn after that. I mean, that, realistically, you could start 1-4. Um, and it could really go sideways in a hurry. So this one's big. Obviously, you need to find a way to bounce back. Florida, you could say, even though they were the favorite, they stole one from you, quote unquote, on your home floor. Can you now go to Knoxville and steal one from the Volunteers on their home court as well? Um, another big thing. I know a lot of Gamecock fans, including myself, and I'm not sure that we're really going to get the answer we want tomorrow. But do we see more of Trey Hannibal? Does he play more? Right now, I think Trey's averaging about 10 minutes. This dude is a freaking energizer. He's the human energizer bunny. That's what I say every time I see him. He is the human energizer bunny. He is a human highlight reel when he gets out there on the floor. I mean, this is the dude that every time he gets out there, it seems like makes an impact. The team starts playing harder with more, uh, with more intensity, more energy. I understand he's a young guy still learning the ropes, but – we talked about already on Wednesday's show in the last game against Florida. You have two – he played two minutes and had four points. Do we see more of Trey Hannibal tomorrow afternoon against the Vols? I don't know that we will because I don't know that on the road in Knoxville against a really good Tennessee team is the best spot to enter, in, inject him into. I, I, just, I just don't know. And I don't know that Frank Martin – I don't think Frank Martin's going to succumb to fans' wishes of wanting to see more of Trey Hannibal, but – I mean, this dude's a freak. He's an athletic specimen. He's an absolute athletic specimen. I hope we do get to see Trey Hannibal, but I know that's a big question that needs to be answered for Gamecock fans. They'll be wondering, where is Trey? Especially if the Gamecocks come out sloppy or sluggish uh, or need a spark, Trey Hannibal's a guy that can provide it for you, in my opinion. You know, this is a storyline. I'm just going to say it, but can Frank Martin keep his cool? Um, You know, again, we won't be in the building. Obviously, some will, but I won't be in the building – We'll have to be seeing on TV what's going on. But I've just been – I like Frank. I said it again. I always have to preface this because there's people that, for whatever reason, Frank Martin is the most unique coach in college sport where if you say one thing about him that's not even really negative, just a statement, people lose their freaking minds. So I want to preface it by saying I like Frank. I think he's a good coach. I'm not saying fire Frank. But I've been disappointed with Frank, honestly, over the last couple of games with – the childlike antics on the sideline, like almost like a little kid pouting, not getting his way. Like he's got to be better. I mean, this entire team's got to be better. And it starts with him. It starts with Frank Martin. I don't want to see another freaking tirade by Frank. I don't want to see another damn outburst by him. I don't want to see him acting like a little child, you know, like coach this basketball team, coach him as hard as you can within reason, you know, within reason. Don't make us look bad as a school. That's what that type of stuff does. Don't make us look bad. 
Coach this basketball team as hard as you can and do everything you can to get us a win. That's all you need to do. I, I just, you know, the with him sitting on the bench and, you know, pouting and making fun of the guys in the hut, like that stuff's absurd, man. That's got to stop. That has to stop. So, can Frank Martin keep his cool? That's going to be a big storyline in my opinion. Um, defending the three-pointer, another big storyline for me. I, Tennessee, like I mentioned, shoots 33% from three-point range. They got a couple guys that can really shoot the basketball, though, and their guard play is extremely good. South Carolina has got to hold their own. We talked about all preseason how good these guards are going to be with A.J. Lawson and, you know, you throw Trey Hannibal in there, but Jermaine Kuznard and Jair Bolden and, uh, you know, Justin Manaya and all these other guys. But can the Gamecocks guards hold their own? Can they play good defense? South Carolina and SEC play, I feel like, until their shooting woes get figured out, they're going to have to win games on the defensive side of the ball. And I will say that's the one thing against Florida I was so shocked about, and I'm still shocked about all season, is that, you know, this team has not been perfect offensively for sure. I mean, it, when it goes in droughts, it, it goes in droughts. There's no question. It goes ice cold. But I think what's surprising the most is just how bad this team has been at times defensively. This team has been bad defensively at times. Um, so, you know, I, I just – I think South Carolina is going to have to hold their own and lock down the three-point line. They're going to have to lock down the perimeter to have any chance in this basketball game. Um, all right, let's move to some Tennessee players to watch for if you're a Gamecock fan. The first one I want to highlight, Lamonte Turner. He's a guard, redshirt senior, 12.3 points per game. He leads their team in assists. He is their leader on the floor. I mean, he is their go-to guy. He is the guy. He's the facilitator. If you saw Nimhard for Florida, he is that guy but for Tennessee. So, like I said, the Gamecocks guard is going to need to play well. I don't know who will be covering him, but whoever it is needs to stick to him like glue. Again, a guy that, that, that can handle the basketball as good as any of them. Um, so, here's a very interesting name, and I mentioned him as a player to watch because when you look at their statistics, it's actually very crazy and strange. Santiago Viscovi, and I may be saying that wrong. He's from Uruguay. He's a guard, a true freshman. He's shooting – he's played in only two games, by the way. Both of those games – were SEC games. So he has played in their last two games only. And you're like, well, Chris, his stats are skewed. Listen to the stats in these two games. 53% from the field, 67% from three-point range. He's averaging 15 points per game in his first two games. I don't know a lot about this kid. I have not watched a ton of Tennessee basketball, believe it or not. But, I mean, those numbers are absurd. Like, so I don't know if this dude was coming back from injury or – they saw something in practice, finally gave him a chance. This kid's red hot, though. I mean, you're shooting 67% from three. You need to keep an eye on him, absolutely without a doubt. Um, the last player I want to highlight and mention, Yves Pons. Tennessee, by the way, has a ton of foreign dudes on their roster. I mean, talking France, Uruguay, all over the country, all over the world. It's crazy. Um, Yves Pons, though, 11.6 points per game, 4.9 rebounds per game, big physical presence down low, a guy that probably someone like a Keyshawn Bryant or a Mike Coatsar will need to worry about. But this Tennessee basketball team, they're a good basketball team. They'll beat you in multiple different ways, multiple facets. They're like Florida in the sense that they're very, very athletic. They'll run the floor on you. Gamecocks are going to have their hands full as far as playing this team defensively. Um, my key is the game. I I've already talked about this one, but I feel like I have to hammer it again. You've got to outduel their guards. You, you've got to win on the perimeter. So, I feel like I'm going to sound like a broken record on this show because I'm going to say the same thing almost every time before South Carolina's game for a key to their game, the guards. The guards, the guards, the guards. You've got to lock Tennessee down. Though. I, I'm talking – yeah, that, that's a good point. I'm talking more so 
you know, obviously you got to shoot to win, but I think South Carolina's guards defensively need to have one of their better games this season. Like I said, Tennessee can get hot. They've got guys that can shoot. They've got experienced players out there. You need to lock down defensively to give yourself a chance in this basketball game. Um, my second key to the game, win on the glass defensively. You've got to win on the glass. Win the rebound battle or at least be even in it. You're not going to go on the road and win in the SEC if you're, getting, you're giving up a lot of defensive rebounds or, excuse me, offensive rebounds rebounds in general, but you cannot give Tennessee second chance points. You just you just can't do it. You can't do it and expect to win. Guys like Mike Coatsar, Jalen McCreary, Wilden's Levesque, who I thought played pretty good against Florida, actually, Keyshawn Bryant, those, Lonzo Frank, those guys need to be big down low for South Carolina. They've got to be big down low for South Carolina and grab those loose balls, those 50-50 balls. Um, the last key to the game for me, control the tempo. Do what you can to control the tempo. Keep yourself in the basketball game. Don't let Tennessee get a lot of fast break points. Don't let them start running crazy on you. If you do, it could be a very, very, very long afternoon in Knoxville, Tennessee. My prediction for the game, you know, you take a look at this one. Right now, I think it's going to be hard for me to pick South Carolina to win another basketball game until they just prove me wrong and win. Um, Obviously, on a two-game losing streak, Stetson in Florida. You know, the Florida game went about exactly how I expected to. I thought South Carolina battled, which I expected them to do so. Um, Florida just pulled away, had too much talent, had better players. Um, you know, the rest is history. I kind of unfortunately expect a very similar thing to happen tomorrow in Knoxville. Um, you know, the Gamecocks are going to battle. They're going to battle every single game. These Frank Martin teams are going to be scrappy. They're going to make life tough on their opponents. They're going to battle, but I simply just do not see the Gamecocks having enough. I've got Tennessee winning on their home floor 74 to 62 is going to be my final. I think the Vols do get it done. Um, so overall, again, I've got the Vols winning this one 74 to 62. Uh, let's get into a couple of news and notes really quickly. Paul Jackson, obviously, his introductory press conference happening. Uh, he was introduced to the media. Nothing too, too crazy coming out of that. I mean, a lot of strength coach talk, a lot of strength talk, a lot of conditioning talk. Everything's sounding good. We'll see what happens on the field of play. Can guys get healthy and stay healthy? But overall, Paul Jackson, a solid hire. Um, Another piece of news, the coaching staff being rearranged. Former Georgia quarterback Joe Cox, who was the tight ends coach at Colorado State, is joining South Carolina in the same role in Columbia. He will be the tight ends coach. Bobby Bentley then slides over to be quarterback's coach where he'll be assisting Mike Bobo with the quarterbacks. Um, so, I mean, again, and I'll tell you this, after I reported, or basically after I published the news on social media, uh, of Joe Cox, especially, obviously he is a very highly revered guy because I can't tell you how many tweets, how many from Colorado state people that were talking about how big of a loss this is. We love coach Cox, yada, yada, yada. So I think South Carolina has got a good one. I made a comment on social media and I'll, I'll go ahead and rehash it right here. You know, I mean, I'd love to see some former Gamecocks get on staff. It sure would be nice. It sure would be a nice mix-up to have some former Gamecocks. There are a lot of former players that are coaching at different spots right now that I know would love the opportunity. The entire staff is filled with Bulldogs. It is what it is. I'm not saying he's a bad coach because of it. I just made the point that I'd love to see some some of our own blood interjected in this program. But it is what it is. Will Muschamp going to Will Muschamp. So, um, obviously, so I didn't get into the listener questions on Thursday's show because it was an interview only. So I want to do that right now. I want to tackle you guys' listener questions from Instagram. We'll start here 
Uh, Slayton Jack says, should we fire Frank Martin if we do? Who would you hire? I'm not going to say right now we should. Again, I'm not on the fire Frank Martin train right now. I'm not. Because basketball is a long season. We could turn around and win 12 straight games. I don't know. But if you miss the postseason again, yeah, I, th- I think you should look a different direction. I, I just – one out of eight years just making the postseason period, you know, I, it's, that's tough to justify for me. That's very tough to justify. So, if we, if we do, I don't know, man. Dude, there are so many college basketball teams. There are so many college basketball coaches. I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, but, uh, but overall, I mean, I, I think that – Frank's got to make the postseason. If you make the NIT, I think things get a little murkier. I wouldn't mind bringing him back for another year. I wouldn't hate it necessarily. I wouldn't love it. Like, I'm kind of in the middle right now. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm kind of in the middle in the sense that I don't think Martin's a bad coach. Like, I think he's a solid guy, solid coach, whatever. Will we do much better if we let him go? Probably not. But, God, at some point, like, you got to mix something up, man. Like, I, I mean, these people talking about Frank should get a lifetime contract. For what? For what? For one final – I mean, if we didn't make the Final Four, is it even any question – is it even any question that he either, A, does not have a job, or B, would not have a job at the end of the season? That Final Four is the only thing we are holding on to. How long can you hold on to that, realistically? Uh, Jay Rowland, Realtor, how will we ever get big-time recruits if we don't let them play basketball-related? I mean, <laughs> it's a great question, man. It's a great question. I mean – you 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 bring in this talent, a guy like Trey Hannibal. Again, I know he's learning on the go, but you know Frank Martin. One of his biggest criticisms, I say his, I'd say his biggest criticism, has been recruiting. Bottom line, it has been recruiting. So, you know what what do you do here? I mean, what 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 can you do? I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you're going to get those guys. I don't know how you're going to beat UNC, Kentucky, Duke, Kansas. You know, even Tennessee. You know, all the other schools. I, I don't know how you're going to beat them. I, I really don't. Um, Ben Smitty, 2017. This is a great question, by the way. Do you think Tanner is okay with losing as long as fans show up to games? That's, that's a great question. I'm going to answer his second question before I answer that one. Uh, his second question is, how can Dawn Staley have a powerhouse and Frank have such inconsistent teams? I mean, it's hard to compare the two with men's and women's basketball. I, I really don't know. Um, but it's it's really, really hard to compare those two. So, I don't even want to get into it there. I think it's just two way different dynamics. Um, I, I don't want to – I feel like people are going to take this so out of context. I'm going to say it anyways. I think it's easier to be a great women's basketball program than it is to be a great men's basketball program. Women's basketball is not quite as competitive. Like, I mean, realistically, when you look, like – I mean, South Carolina's beating people in the non-commerce by 100. Like, if you get a great coach who has a reputation and can recruit, you probably got a decent chance of having a pretty good program. Men's basketball, I mean, it's, it's, there's so many teams and so many good coaches and, you know, the wild, wild west of recruiting. It's, it's just tough. So, um, his other question, let me get to this, though. Do you think Tanner is okay with losing as long as fans show up to games? I'll be completely honest with you, man. I look at it this way, and I think this is what they think. USC is a business, and as long as business is good – there is really no need to change anything. There's no need to change anything. Why would you? So, long, you know, long answer short, yeah. I, I honestly, I don't think he likes to lose, but 
But I don't think it bothers him as much as it bothers fans. I don't think it bothers the administration as much as it bothers, you know, some others. I mean, I, I just – as long as – and that's – that's unfortunately, that's how it feels, and I felt that way for a while. It's like USC, it seems like they feel as long as the numbers are good, hey, we're fine. Fans are going to buy tickets. We're making money. All good. You know, we'll improve facilities here and there to keep them coming to let them know we're invested. But, you know, as long as we're – I mean – long as we're selling tickets, we're fine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not telling fans to not show up if you don't support because I don't like that, that messaging. But, I mean, if you hit – the only place you're going to hit USC, if you're a fan of South Carolina and you want to make – if you want to make a statement on your own personal agenda, whatever, you want to make a statement, the only place you're going to hit USC where it hurts them most is their wallet. They'll listen then. That's the only way they're going to listen, hit their wallet. Again, I'm not saying do that, but I think that's just the reality, unfortunately. That is college sports, unfortunately. Underscore Jay Blanc, are you really a Clemson fan in disguise? What's up with these memes? Yeah, I mean, I, let, me, let, me, let me tell you, I, I'm a Clemson fan. I, one day I just decided, you know, I'm going to make a South Carolina Gamecocks media outlet and just uh, try to grow it and grow it and grow it and work on it for three years and, you know, have all these businesses or have all these partnerships and make it a legitimate business and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that, yeah, you're right. You're right for sure. Um, Jimmy.james.76. Did the close up of Will Muschamp at the game last night cause us to lose? <laughs> hey, if you want to blame it on that, fine. That's fine with me. Whatever it is. Um, let's see here. Got a couple more questions. Got a couple more questions. If I could just pull them up. Oh, here we go. Underscore Jake dot Hornig. Does Frank Martin take South Carolina to the tourney in the rest of his time here? Well, if he don't take them this year, I don't know how much time he's got. Um, I mean, I'd love to say yes, but I don't know, man. I, I just – I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to say no, actually. I'm going to say no. One Final Four run doesn't convince me they're ever going to get back. So, I'm going to say no. Um. Andrew underscore the underscore textbook. Could Frank Martin's temper possibly put him on the hot seat? You know, it's funny. That whole tantrum thing, the encore antics thing was the lead storyline. But, I mean, it, it won't be his temper that puts it. We knew, South Carolina knew that when they hired him. It'll be because they're not winning enough games. That, that's what's going to put him on the hot seat, period. They're just not winning enough games. So, that's in my opinion. I, I just, I, I, you know, his, his tantrum sucks, but it's even more evident when you're not winning. Um, let's see. Evan Starnes, 19. Who do you think our most dominant recruit will be? I'm assuming you're talking about football, and in that case, Marshawn Lloyd. I think he's going to play a ton. Uh, let's see. Drewster, 20. Muschamp was mediocre at Florida, and now he's mediocre at USC. Why are we surprised? Drewster, I, I don't know. I don't know why any of us are surprised, but we are. So, uh, last question here. Gamecocks.country. How competitive should the quarterback room be? Do you expect all three quarterbacks to have a major role? I wouldn't say major. Um, I don't know. It's going to be very competitive through the spring and the summer and then early fall, but I expect South Carolina to play one quarterback. I don't expect any changing of the guard or changing quarterbacks or, you know, rotating guys. I don't think that's the system. I don't think they want that to be the system. It'll be one guy in your center, in my opinion, but I think there will certainly be heated competition, no doubt. Um, all right, perfect. Appreciate the questions, guys. That's going to do it for the listener questions, and that's going to do it for me as well. Before we go, if you need tickets to anything, whether it be South Carolina Gamecocks, sports-related Gamecocks, play Kentucky next Wednesday 
at home at Colonial Life Arena. I know you want to go to that. Get your tickets for that game. They've also got tickets to concerts, comedy club events, NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, whatever you can think of. SeatGeek has got your tickets. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase, like I mentioned. They're the best app by far for getting tickets. They've got tickets to everything. I only buy all my tickets through SeatGeek. Um, They've got a great ticket rating system that rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So you're never going to overpay for tickets. You're never going to worry about, oh, am I, you know, am I, where's my seat at? Am I getting the best bang for my buck? No, they do all the work for you. They're going to make sure you get exactly what you want. You're going to know if you're overpaying. You're going to know if you're getting that value. So, you know, before you click the buy button, whenever, before that transaction ever happens, you've got that peace of mind to know that you're making the best possible purchase and you're going to have the best possible experience at the game as well. So again, that's SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-U-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. As always, I'm Chris Phillips with the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a fantastic weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.